Good morning, my dear friends. Uh, today, on this cold Saturday, I wish to reflect with you on trust. Trust in the Lord. Trust in God. You know, in life, life is like, in, like a road. We, we speed off. We run. And then we meet some speed bombs. The speed bombs comes to remind us to slow down and reevaluate. And today I've chosen Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 to reflect with you. Why sipping my tea? green tea, um, ginger and turmeric tea on this cold morning. You know, life, trust is one of the things that is so difficult, not just, I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I struggle with trust. Sometimes it's difficult even to find reason to trust. Sometimes also, we don't think we'd need someone to trust in. So it becomes important for us to look at life and see why it is important to ask ourselves, how much do we trust God? What is the degree of our trust in God? You know, these few weeks, like this week and these coming weeks has been, for me, um, some remembrance of the death anniversary of close friends and family. Last weekend on the 14th was um, the anniversary of an uncle last week, who passed away last year, Dr. Azadeh. And then yesterday was the anniversary of a very good man, close friend, Dickin Pat White. And today, and few days to come, will be a death anniversary of another close friend, Dickin Charles Williams. Those are moments that call me sometimes to slow down. So they serve for me these few days or weeks as my own speed bombs. My own speed bombs. So before I read the passage, I would like to I like you to take a few seconds to recall your own speed bomb. Is it your struggle in your relationship? Is it struggle in your life, challenges, your health, family? Is it challenges in your own 
faith things happen that you wonder if really God is with you or has he abandoned you is he on vacation from your case they are speed bombs and sometimes we think you know speed bombs only exist on the main roads but some of us when we fly we hear the pilot tell us buckle your seat belts so the turbulence becomes the speed bombs that keeps you awake and alert make you become aware at that point, you trust that the pilot knows what he would do to bring you to a safe place. So that awakening of buckle your seatbelt as your own speed bomb on the air as you fly the aeroplane becomes your reawakening the speed bombs that makes you ask yourself at this point how much trust do I have on the pilot so these speed bombs are not just for nothing they serve as reawakening helping us and making us become aware. So what is your speed bomb at this moment? Before we get into this passage, what is your speed bomb? And I'm going to be reading from the New American Bible. Proverbs chapter 3 from verses 5 and 6. The passage says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and on your own intelligence do not rely. In all your ways be mindful of him, and he will make straight your path. So my dear friends, you know, like I mentioned, the speed bombs, at that time when they you are racing like a teenager who learned how to drive for the first time. No fear of danger. And then you get to a point and there is a speed bump. Probably you've been going 60 miles per hour. And then all of a sudden you see a speed bump that reduces that 60 to 15. What is your attitude? Do you trust in the Lord with all your heart? Or do you at that point rely on your intelligence, your smartness, the attitude I have done it before, the attitude I can do it again? When that fails, what is your reaction? What is your reaction? Do you acknowledge God in all your ways? Do you even have hope that he will make your path straight? 
that there will be life after that speed bombs. That your journey of life doesn't end because the speed bomb has reduced your speed from 60 miles per hour to 15. What is your attitude? This passage has several implications for our lives. Trusting in the Lord means putting our confidence and hope in Him alone, not in ourselves, not in our circumstances, not in other people. It also means committing ourselves to follow His will and guidance, even when we don't fully understand it. You know, you get to that speed bound like we have it around the church. Instead of getting angry, getting frustrated, why did they put it? I was almost getting there. And now they have slowed me down. Do you trust that the one who put that speed bomb or whatever circumstance that put the speed bomb on your way knows what he's doing? that you still trust in the guidance of God even when you don't understand why life or situation should slow you down. That even when you don't understand why there should be a speed bump when you got it covered, you know your map, your GPS is good, you got it. Yet, you miss the point. If you all you focus on is to understand why the speed bomb instead of trusting in the one who allowed the speed bomb to be there in the first place. The second one is leaning on our understanding means or on our intelligence means depending on our own wisdom reasoning our feelings without seeking God's perspective or direction. And we'll see that in our lives, we'll see that in things we do, and we'll see the results. We'll see the results. That when we lean on our intelligence, what do we get? Frustrations. Because there is nothing beyond us that helps us when our intelligence begins to fail us. Because we have put all the responsibility of taking care of ourselves on our intelligence, on our wisdom, on our reasoning, on our emotions. When those begin to fail, there is no higher power, there's no one bigger than us that we will trust in, that we will rely for help. So this, what does it do? It leads us to make wrong or foolish decisions or even to doubt God's goodness and faithfulness when we are the one that have set ourselves up for failure. We set ourselves up for failure. You know, the third part to that passage is <clears throat> to acknowledge Him in all our ways, not in some of our ways, because that's very important to have that that uh, emphasis. When we 
acknowledge him in all in some ways then it means that we are keeping some parts of our lives to ourselves and that goes back to lack of trust in his goodness because we're not too sure that he is capable of taking care of us of us so acknowledging him in all our ways means that we recognize his sovereign sovereignty authority over every aspect of our lives and giving him the glory and honor he deserves not that we think but what he deserves because at that point we have acknowledged our dependence on him we have become dependent on him it also means that we're seeking his counsel and approval in everything we do and submitting to his direction correction and discipline when we go astray and that he does through the church through the sacraments through the authorities in our lives for children parents for students teachers and professors that will pray that those who are to help us gain that acknowledgement of God in all our ways are also acknowledging the one who gave them that authority and this I remind myself as a priest you know, the letter to the Hebrews reminds us that the priest is no one takes this honor upon himself, but one called as Aaron was. So I didn't call myself. I did not. God did. So if I must, if I have to, accompany God's children placed under my care, helping them to acknowledge God in all they do, then I must first of all acknowledge God as the one who has called me and then submit to him and listen to him and not to listen to my sentiments, to my emotions and to all that I think I have come to know without God. God is wisdom himself. God is wisdom. So we submit to God through the church, through her leaders. And we're not submitting to the person but what they represent instead of criticism and judgment we pray that they will represent what they are called to represent and then fourth fourthly the, the last one that God has made a promise to make our path straight means that he will lead us in the right path according to his perfect plan and purpose for us. The first thing to do is to acknowledge him and then figure out his purpose and plan for you so that you can trust and hope that he will make your path straight. Remember the first analogy of the using the speed bumps on the way. You know, speeding that way Sometimes there is potholes. You know, when we fly, you know, before I flew the airplane, I thought there are only potholes on, on, on the main roads until I flew the airplane and discovered that when the, the pilot says, 
buckle your seat belt. It means that be ready for some speed bumps, be ready for some, some potholes. But because we have trusted in God, we are leaning on the understanding and the wisdom of God. We have acknowledged God in all our ways, not in some of our ways. Then we have hope. We live in hope, not expectations. We live in hope that He will make our path straight. That He will make our path straight for us. And that He will remove the obstacles and difficulties that hinder us. You know, when we fly the aeroplane again, we, we get into those speed uh, bombs and get into those potholes but we trust that the pilot will remove the obstacles and the difficulties that will hinder us from arriving to our destination in this in this contest we trust that he knows what he's doing we lean on our uh, on, the, on his or her understanding, not our own. And then we acknowledge because at that point we are at the mercy of the pilot. It's different when we go to watch sports and we sit outside acknowledging and leaning on our own understanding, telling the players, oh, you should have done it this way, we've done it that way, that becomes obstacle to trust that they know what they are doing. In this circumstance, when we do not trust in the Lord, when we don't put our confidence, our hope in Him, when we don't lean on His understanding and wisdom, when we don't acknowledge Him in all our ways, then it becomes difficult to see how He could make our path straight. At that point, we try to face it our ways. And what do we do? Because we have not taken time to discover our papers in Him or His plan for us then we escape in something else. We escape in something else that compounds the obstacles and makes the difficulties multiple that it hinders us from returning or re attaining our destination. When we do this, we experience freedom. We experience joy. We experience peace that the world cannot give. So my dear friends, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 is a source of comfort for us. It's a source of encouragement for us. Especially in times of trouble and uncertainty. Because on this road of life, there will always be a speed bound. There will always be a pothole somewhere. And if we do not align our lives by trusting, leaning on the wisdom of God, acknowledging Him in all our ways, sometimes we will have our tires punctured. Sometimes we will, the tire will become flat. 
and it will slow us down. But if we keep getting angry at the flat tire, then we will not have the clarity and the clear vision to pay attention to the purpose of the speed bumps and the potholes as we drive through our lives. This passage reminds us that God is in control and that he cares for us. And that if we trust and obey him, he will guide and provide for us. If we do that, we are acknowledging his divine providence. It is also challenges us to examine our hearts and see if we are truly trusting him or if we are leaning on our own understanding. At the end, it causes us to surrender our lives to him and to seek his will and glory in everything we do. So, as we enjoy our weekend, I invite you to reflect on this one question. How much do I trust God? How much? What is the degree of my trust in God? What is the degree of my trust in Him? What could change? Am I focusing so much on the speed bombs and the potholes that I fail to acknowledge the one who says, trust in me, lean on my wisdom and acknowledge me in all your ways and see me make straight your path. Thank you for joining me. Um, hopefully I'll be doing this once in a while. Um, thank you. And for all of, for some of you who are around Richmond, um, we are hoping in our parish, Holy Rosary Catholic Parish, beginning next month, February, we are moving our monthly adoration to first Friday instead of the third Friday. We are moving it from third Friday of the month to the first Friday. We want to use it as our first Friday devotion. So there will be Mass at 5.30 p.m. We do Mass 5.30 p.m. and then we go straight into adoration. And the adoration comes with reflection and time for some music and some prayers. Um, if you are around the area, do well to join us. Um, so that we can just be before God to give us the grace. You know, sometimes people lie to themselves thinking to trust God is easy. If anyone tells you it's easy, that person is not doing you a favor. It's not easy. It's not easy. But with God, all things are possible. And there's no better place to gain that courage than before the Blessed Sacrament. And my hope is before the first Friday that we will begin, we'll move our adoration. Um, for that Sunday, I'm going to preach on the adoration and day's importance on our spiritual journey to help us appreciate some of us that are not familiar uh, with what to do 
and some of us are wondering, oh, how can I just be quiet for an hour? No, um, you don't have to say anything before Jesus. You just need to be present to him so that he can love you. He can love you. That's all you need. Um, so thank you um, for tuning in. And God bless you. You can share the video to your friends who couldn't join us. Um, may God bless you, keep you. Amen. Enjoy this wonderful cold day. Thank you.